Young boy run, that young boy shoulda ran, shoulda ran as fast as he can. He's looking at himself, he's no longer a young boy, he's looking back at a grown man. Yeah. Young boy run, run, they're trying to keep you in the slums, slums. Young boy run, run, you gotta love yourself. Welcome to episode four of our mini-series following Carl Wellborn into Valencia Marathon, where we'll hopefully see him clock something under 2.20. So without further ado, let me welcome to the show the top say, Sky model in the West Midlands. We're sat here recording on a wet, windy and wild evening, so presumably looking forward to some Valencia sun in five weeks' time. Cannot wait. How's it in Bromsgrove? Exactly as you have just described it, unfortunately. Uh, good to see you're looking much better than last week. Getting, getting better, there. I hope. Yeah, getting there. Um, drinking a beer, so I'll try not to annoy any listeners like Shane did on the on the main show last week by eating his his tea in the whole hour throughout the show. So I'll do my best. I did hear sloppy chops was uh, trending on Twitter. Exactly that. Um, hope you got a training diet, or you have. I can see your training diary out. All very nicely handwritten. Looks very neat, to be fair. Talk us through your last seven days, which will take us to 35 days out from, from race day. Okay, so this is the Monday after Valencia half. Um, I was still in Valencia. The plan was to wake up and run an easy 10. I wanted to enjoy the weather before we came back, uh, myself and Rob, to the UK. However, I woke up Monday morning and felt really rough, um, sore throat, head headache, and just really tired and lethargic. So I didn't run in the morning. Um, we travelled back and got back to Stansted in the afternoon. It was about two and a half hours drive home. And I, did, I managed to do a run in the evening. So I did 10 miles, hilly, with a friend called Ian, who was pushing the pace, which... I really didn't want. He was pushing the pace and then complained about the pace we were running. So quite typical. So what, um, do, you, what do you say to him in response to that? I explained that he was the one at the front uh, and wouldn't slow down, which he kind of conceded that was the case. So that was 7.14 minute mile. That's quite quick, really, for me on a Monday. And it was, it was hilly. Uh, finished the run and my family were in the Lake District so I then took a journey to the Lake District which probably about three and a half hours in the in the car which was a, a an eight and a half hour travelling day so I was quite tired on Monday from all of that Tuesday woke up in the lakes and it was hammering down eight miles in the morning 7.39 minute mile pace uh, eight miles in the evening 8.13 minute mile pace listening to yourselves on the podcast so I enjoyed that um, on Monday some very exciting news actually so when I got back to the UK I saw people were posting about the ballot for London whether they'd got in or not uh, every year I enter my wife into the ballot she's not a runner and as it turned out she is in the London Marathon. So she's going to be running the London Marathon next year. And she wasn't overly happy with me, but I think she's coming round to the idea now. So, yeah, some, uh, it's, always weird. it's always weird doing this 
this show because we recorded on a Wednesday and I had this conversation with you last week didn't well she your wife was coming into shot as we finished recording and she yeah she wasn't pleased about you you entering her and no she called you a few choice things what we won't repeat it's fairly rude isn't it for this very PC podcast so yeah so, but she's coming around to the idea. She has she has some new running trainers and some running kit. So she has the gear. Now she just needs to train, I guess. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Wednesday. So Wednesday, I was still in the legs. I woke up really tired on Wednesday. Uh, five miles at 7.40. I've made a note here that it's particularly windy in the lakes, drove home, and on the way home, stopped about 30, 40 minutes from actually where I live to meet up with Martin Williams, who I know you know very well, and I'm sure lots of people from the competitive running world know Martin Williams very well, because he is a very good runner. Uh, And we did 10 miles at seven, 10 minute mile pace, which I've labeled Tour of the Black Country. Uh, I also note that Martin took the local legend of the pie factory on that run. It's quite a cool local legend. He also shared with me an interesting story, which I'll share with you, if you don't know. He took his family away the weekend prior um, for a trip and unfortunately crashed the car. Airbags deployed. uh, Car is likely to be written off. And he said that everyone, firstly, is well. Everyone was fine. Uh, shaken up but apparently he was listening to our conversation for the week before so listening to myself and you talk about running as he crashed the car and as I was all there in this state of shock with the airbags deployed we continued to talk through his speakers <laughs> so I just thought that was that part of the story was amusing not the actual event that was yeah, awesome. so that's probably a inside jogging podcast first is making somebody crash a car Martin, we can't take any responsibility for it. So I don't want any insurance claims coming to me. Send them to Josh, though, and he'll pay them. Yeah, he's, he's got lots of money. Thursday morning, another 10, uh, Hilly with Ian. This time he was a, a bit better, a bit more controlled. I think he was a bit tired. So we ran 7.31 on the same Hilly route, which we tried to do in reverse. And I managed to get us lost for an extra kind of half a mile somehow, even though we live quite local to this route. So that's concerning. And in the afternoon or in the evening, rather, uh, six miles at 8.04 minute miles, so just easy running. Uh, so the plan was for the week, just so people know if they're interested, hopefully the eyes are listening, because I might have been unwell on Sunday when I tried to race the half marathon, the coach Nick had said to try and run the week pretty easy. So keep try and get some volume because it's the one thing I probably need, but try not to stress the system too much. So if there is some sort of virus, it hopefully will work its way out by keeping everything pretty easy. So, so far all the runs are pretty easy, um, which Brought me on to Friday. So he said, if I felt okay, I could try a session. So I rested in the morning on Friday and in the evening, tried the session, which was a 10 mile progressive run. 
uh, kicking off at marathon. I warmed up first, two mile warm up, and then uh, starting a ten mile at marathon pace uh, and trying to progress every every four k. I'm aware that I do the whole mile to k thing a lot, but yeah, I think it's because this session was on a treadmill and I, and I can just work better in k's on a treadmill. In yeah. real life, I'd go miles. So yeah, every four k progressive, and I. Um, it went really well, which I think I really needed for some confidence. I felt much better. Uh, it was, a, I've made a note, it was a real mental battle. So I think the first K, I just remember thinking, oh, my life, this is, it feels really fast. Um, and I've still got over 15 kilometers left to run. And then it was just a case of just kind of getting through it. And I found myself kind of clock watching, which I think you do a lot more on a treadmill. You just, because all of the numbers in front of you, you just, looking at them there's not much else to do so a real mental battle got through it i made them know that my legs are really sore for the last 6.7k but yeah got the 10 miles done in 51.25 so it was a decent effort it wasn't it was a big effort uh so, so yeah I'll, so it's four it's four lots of 4k progressive yeah so what starting at 520 520 so yeah. to, you finished at what five minute miling? Around five, which was real hard for the last four k. But that that I don't mind that, and I had no pain with the glute, no pain with the back. It was just the kind of pain that I'm happy with, just sore legs and tiredness. What were you? What do you do on the treadmill? Do you stick at it? Any incline? Do you do anything different? Uh, so not normally in fact this time I didn't put any incline on um, I did have a conversation with another coach who mentioned it would be worthwhile putting this on a bit of an incline when when you run but I've never put it on an incline for the last three years of me probably using a, a treadmill unless I'm doing obviously hill hill reps or of some sort which I never really do and do you use the same treadmill each time you go or does that have to vary? So interestingly, prior to this gym that I'm at now, I used to be at a pure gym and would always use the same treadmill. It just became a thing that like, if somebody was on my treadmill, I'd say my treadmill, on the treadmill that I'd want, it became quite a stressful situation. So I'd warm up on a different treadmill and just keep my eye on the treadmill thinking like they're not going to be on there for 20 minutes. Uh, and if I ever had to do the session on a different treadmill, oh, it's a disaster. But... This new gym I'm at, I've not really used the treadmill that much throughout all of this year. I've mostly been on the road or on the track trying to do this, this middle distance stuff. So I've not really been on a treadmill and we joined a new gym. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to find, maybe try and find my treadmill. So I've probably used three uh, of the treadmills, which are all in different locations in the gym, which is interesting. Uh and I think I might have found one that I'm going to settle on because there's a, a window still in front. So if I did have something I could watch, I could balance it there, I was thinking. So, yeah. Good. And are you wearing heart rate or are you just going purely off feel? Feel. Yeah. Feel. I mean, obviously, you know, people are sceptical of treadmills all the time and yeah. how, how different ones are calibrated or whatever, but... But yeah, I think you can, gen. I mean, as long as you're feeling like you're working at the right intensities and you've got a good idea of what feel feels like. Um, yeah. 
I think you should be good. I mean, Josh, I don't think would be any good because we all know he can't understand how his body feels. So, but yeah, I think as long as you've got some sense of of what pace should feel like, you should be okay. Um, what shoes were you wearing on the treadmill? Uh, so I wore some old Vaporflies, Next Percents. Yeah. Threw them on, and away we went. Um, yeah, it's not too bad, is it? The, tre- the treadmill's always quite springy, isn't it? So you can yeah. use it away with some older older Vaporflies. And I just generally quite- went for sessions. They seem to work well on the treadmill. Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I've done in the past a session on the treadmill wearing invincibles where I was like running K reps uh, which yeah I mean that was hard but the pace was hard so I think you mentioned feel and for me most of my training is always done off feel so interestingly I did have a heart rate strap in August for my birthday never had one and my coach was asking stuff around heart rate but I've never looked at it like I wouldn't have no idea really what it would be Um, so I have used the heart rate strap a, a few times in fact the first outing it had was i did a session of four times 12 minutes off three minute jog and i just chose 150 beats for no reason at all it just felt like a good number and i thought well i'll run 12 minutes at around 150 beats and then recover for three minutes and then repeat repeat that and the only thing that was good was it, it gave me something different to focus on because normally I might be focusing on pace or obviously feel. Uh, but I was just really intrigued with like looking at this heart rate and trying to get, get it to a number. Uh, but the only comparison I can make is I ran those four lots of 12 minutes at 150 beats and my pace was around 545 to 550-ish, somewhere there. And this was back in August. But when I did London Marathon, just gone, and paced my friend to 16 miles at 540s, I wore the heart rate strap. Uh, I didn't look at the heart rate whilst running. I looked afterwards, and my heart rate was a, like pretty. I think it was like 151 average for 16 continuous miles at a quicker pace. So, I mean, like, I don't know what you want to take. Obviously, maybe yourselves fitter, but I already knew I was fitter. I didn't need to know. The heart rate but it is i can see why some people might like this sort of stuff because i don't know maybe confirms things for them or i think um, zones. If, you, if you know your your threshold heart rate if you don't you can do a session to kind of work out what your your threshold could be i'd, I'd never just pick a number out of the air because it's you know 150, 150 for me is probably steady state but 150 for somebody else might be threshold or or easy running pace it depends but um yeah i i actually use it on the treadmill because because you can control pace on the treadmill you can also control your heart rate very easily so you can almost stay in that zone if you know what that zone is and it gives you something else to to focus on rather than pace and i have swift up in front of me and it's got big heart rate so it's ideal but um but yeah Anyway, um, my other question was, are you listening to anything when you're on the treadmill or are you so interestingly, all your friends around you? Interestingly, I did try to listen to some music, uh, but 
I think I got kind of a couple of K in and it, I just needed to, I realised I really needed to focus because I was finding it really, like, it, it felt quite hard. So I just took the headphones off and just tried to get into kind of that, that zone, you know, that kind of, uh, that flow where you just need to run and just, yeah, get it done. Uh, so I, yeah, it was distracting me in a way. So I took it, I took it off. I listened to music and podcasts when I easy run all the time. Um, but yeah, I think sessions, I, I struggle to focus, I guess, if there's something going on. Yeah, I used to, I think I used to be like that, but I, I think I just leave podcasts on these days and just switch off. The amount of times I've done a session, had a podcast on and not really listened to it. It's just been sort of something like Yeah. But anyway, um, sounds like a solid session Friday. It sounds like you're a bit back to normal. So yeah. how did you hold up Saturday? Saturday, uh, I dropped my daughter to her training session and I went out and ran 10 miles easy, 8.03 minute mile and then in the evening uh, so it was just, just on your, so your easy pace um yeah and as you said before it is easy you know it's quite a slow pace does that eight minute mile type pace just come natural to you yeah like i don't look to try and keep it slower than eight or like some of the paces are all a bit random, I guess. If you look, the seven thirty something, seven fourteen, eight oh three, just what, just what it feels easy. Yeah. So it's all feel, it's just how I feel. So yeah, you never you never look at it and go, I'm worried. This is too slow or this is too fast. You just just go off how your body's telling you. I never worry that it's too slow and an easy run. I can promise you, promise you that. Good. Right. Yeah. So carry on with your Saturday evening. <laughs> Saturday evening was uh, a friend's 50th birthday party. Uh, there was a group of runners that attended. In fact, Ben Heron, um, long-time listener of the show, was there. Uh, he was dressed very smartly, looked dapper. Uh, and yeah, we, we ate pizza and we watched a live band. Uh, ben was dancing and it was all good. Uh, but that was a rest, uh, rest and carb load, I guess, with the pizza. Although I only had four slices. There was rumours that I had more, but unfortunately not. And that brings on to Sunday. So Sunday was a long run and I got through the whole thing. Uh, the, the target of the, the session, the run, was two miles easy, five miles steady, six miles Marathon pace effort, five steady and two easy, if you've got all that. So what I did, a friend was doing the Redditch 10K, local race to myself. So I, I entered on the Saturday. You could go into a shopping mall and enter. So I went in and entered this 10K because I figured I could do that part as my marathon pace effort just to break up the, the run. So uh, you go into a shopping centre and what they've got a little stall set up in a shopping centre have they do you not have, do you not have race events shops in all your shopping centres down there no we don't no must be a, a no I'm joking that, we don't have that it's the first time it's ever happened I think they just there was a free shop and 
uh, they took over for two days so you could actually get an entry into this this race it was called the kingfisher redditch 10k and the shopping center is called the kingfisher so i guess there's some sort of association yeah so yeah too easy five steady then the 10k five steady too easy and i don't know how i don't i can't tell you what my overall average was because i kind of just kept saving bits and pieces so but too easy was 736 732 so say 730s because they're too easy the five steady was around 550 minute mile uh, i took a gel actually i took two gels at mortine as we like to call it uh so i had a gel at the the fourth mile into the steady so six miles in total went into the race uh and ran 32 30 ish somewhere there um it was sharp downhill pretty flat on some like little paths that weaved in and out of a, a park and then the final 2k was quite brutal it was just relentlessly up uh which was going to come because we went down to start it starts where it finishes where it starts um so yeah the, the 10k i think average about 5 15 6, 16 17 somewhere there near marathon pace to be honest um then went back into the session and into the five mile steady sorry and average maybe 5 46 it's a bit quicker than the first five steady and then the last two miles was around 730s again and that was that was 20 miles um that like- worked done I've just counted that, as you've been saying, that's two hours pretty much exactly. So okay. pretty much six-minute mile average for the whole thing. So pretty solid day out. Um, yeah, so that 10K, 32.30 is 5.15s, um, which is about 2.17 mid-pace. Yeah, that would be a bit too quick. Um, although you've told me um, 69.5, isn't it? Six, sixty. You know, 69.30, 69.50. I think 69.50 would be more sensible. Yeah. No, but that's good. I mean, at least it shows off some tired legs that you can hit pace. How, how did that 10K feel? I know it's tough because it's up and down, but... Uh, the, the, the last 2K was tough, but it generally was... It felt fine. I mean, I was quite tired from the 10 mile, that's for sure. I could feel that in my legs. But my glute was okay and my back had no pain. So these are the two main things that are just concerning me, really. Uh, but the 10K, the first mile. Sorry, you're just going to say you're running a pace which you couldn't even do last week when you tried to slow down. So that's yeah. positive. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so, yeah, the first mile was pretty quick. It was just like 5.49. And then it kind of it was a bit flat then. So it settled around 515. So there was a lad from Cambridge who, who ran. And I mean, we went out and really it was just me and him at the front of this thing from mile one. And then he clearly wasn't happy with the 449 and went ahead. And I just thought, well, you crack on. And then I sat behind him and he made a bit of a surge, I think, to get away, but straight away just slowed back down. And it felt pretty comfortable like five i think we then went for 513 515 515 516 all pretty comfy we went through 5k around 
1550, I think, 1555, some, somewhere there. Um, and then, yeah, I got away just after that. I went to hit, like he started to slow probably a bit too much. So I just thought, well, I'd rather just keep the same effort and, and keep it going. And uh, yeah, so I think I probably moved away 5.3, 5.4K um, and just kind of kept that effort going. And then we got to the last 2K, which was the hill. And to, that was that was a bit of graft. Like that was quite hard running up the hill, to be honest. But yeah, done. Good. It was good. I was happy with that. Confidence was good. Uh, went to the gym in the evening because I knew we'd want to, like everyone would want to know if there's any elliptical work. So I did 16 minutes, just for listeners, on the elliptical. Uh, a bit of core, some mobility, like for the back and glute, and a few weights, and that concluded a 102.6 mile week uh, and I even made a note a very good week with a smiley face in my diary yeah he's even got the emojis in his diary so emojis in my diary. going back to the whole week are you doing sort of rehab stuff all week for your glute yeah so I, there's some exercise like the quite simple exercises to to do that when I went to the chiropractor the first time three weeks ago, uh, he prescribed. So I've been doing those three times a day. Um, and I think, I mean, I guess a bit of a, my theory is the pain in the back was pure inflammation. We had, I, I took the ibuprofen, uh, that cleared the inflammation that which left the glute, but the mobility work is kind of helping the glute. Um, so that's obviously really positive. He, I didn't see him this week that we just spoke about. I didn't see him. I have seen him this week, but I can talk about that next week, which is all very confusing. But yeah, um, it seems to be progressing. And as long as there's progress, you know, progress, not perfection. That's one of my sayings. And there is progress. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely been progress this week. I think you didn't mention, well, I think you did at the end, you know, taking the win at the 10K as well. Um, so nice little picture that we can post of you celebrating on your way in. Yeah, Josh, is, as I think you mentioned on your podcast, how Josh likes to scour the region for every photographer and CCTV cameras uh, to find any image of him floating through the air. You'll see on mine, I am definitely on the down step, uh, running up, even the finish was uphill, so... What yeah, Josh, Josh, Josh has commented saying, is Carl stuck in the mud on this photo or just running 25-minute miling? Yeah, he's rude, isn't he? He is. He's a, he's a rude boy. We'll go to some quick-fire questions because I, I did ask some listeners for some because, yeah, I thought we'd get a, a bit more knowledge into you this week um, or knowledge about you, not into you. But my favourite question actually came from running with Jasper. He said, who is he? I don't know how deep you want to go with that, Carl. Who are you? That is quite a deep question, Jasper. Thank you. So I am a basketball player who jogs, enjoys running, enjoys setting myself goals, targets, enjoys working hard to try and achieve those goals. I'm a family man. I have children. I'm married. I work in rehab. I have the pleasure and privilege of treating 
unfortunate brain injured individuals and trying to help them restore some function and meaning back in their lives. So, yeah, I'm sure there's a deeper answer I could give, but well, that's we'll probably... We'll maybe get a deeper answer out of you in the, in the catch-up show after you've run the marathon, because I'm sure there'll be some, some thoughts coming to your head on the 24th, 25th mile. <laughs> That, yeah, I might find out who I am yeah. <laughs> during uh, that during that uh, to this sub two twenty bid. Exactly. Um, not a question. Robbie Cresswell how said, "I know Carl was looking for a race, Derby ten mile on the twentieth of November." Yes. So I have entered that last week actually. So thank yeah. you. But yeah, I found I found that one. And I think it's I think it's a good good run. Um, I've never done it. I yeah, I'm, I think it is. I think it's. Does it go around Pride Park football ground? I think it might do. I'm sure I've seen Ben Connor and Lily Partridge do it in the past. So yeah, I think Ben Connor's their cover model. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he ran 47 something, so it must be fairly swift. I may have just made that up. He ran something fairly quick. Um, Josh Griffiths to eleven man josh griffiths i want to say yeah i may have just put it's, uh, i know josh griffiths actually he uh recently raced in the heathrow half marathon he did that's how you know him um how else <laughs> he said chinese or indian chinese although i'm a big indian fan as well there you go um martin williams as we spoke about before yeah. what's your pre-race grooming routine two days out leg shave Chest shave, uh, skin fade. Um, what else do we do? Beard shave. Just lots of shaving. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not actually that hairy, but uh, just makes me feel good. And I heard Josh, Josh did it, so you know, it's copying him. Any moisturising products? No, I mean, if I do go for moisturising products, it's generally Palmer's. Okay. So I'll ask, Co- I'll ask the wife. She'll update she me. she will know about uh, Palmer's. She told me that you need to start using anti-aging moisturizer before you're thirty. So me starting at thirty-four was far too late, apparently. So there you go. Um, Steve Turner. We talked about Ben Heron earlier. I think this is related. He said, can you wear running socks with suit trousers and shoes? I think there's only one man that can, and we all know who that is, Ben. So you're saying yes, you can? If you're Ben Heron. Okay. We'll leave that one. A couple of sensible questions. How do you mentally get over gaps in training due to injury? Yeah, so that's tough because... I guess when we run and we have these targets and these goals and we have a plan, when things start diverting from the plan, you then start lacking or losing confidence and then start raising lots of questions. Uh, Are you going to be fit enough? Are you going to be able to achieve the goal? And I think there's two bits. So I struggled with the glute and the back since August. And like my friends, I've asked numerous times, am I going to do the marathon? Do I think I should do the marathon? Should, like, should I pull out? And, and to me, at that point, it, it, there was lots of time left. And I said, well, I'm not worried now 
because the marathon is a long way away. So, yes, I'm doing the marathon, but I guess these kind of few weeks that we're, we're now into, these are what, what are important. So, if, for example, I was severely injured now or next week, then it might raise different questions. But I guess the way I've managed to get over what I've been going through uh, is believing in all the work I've done. So like objectively keeping a training diary, which I never used to do, but it's really helpful because you can literally look back and what you write at the time is just fact because you've wrote it. So it, it doesn't matter what you think you may have done or you may not have done with your training. It, it will just be there. It, like, so, like a Strava title. Fact. Like a Strava. Yeah. Okay. And I guess. Okay. I, I know. I get your point. I, yeah. Yeah. But I think there's something therapeutic about like journaling your stuff down. Like I never, you know, I know a lot of people before Strava would write their training diaries and I've seen some training diaries from friends who, you know, kept all these notes in these books. And I remember, and I, I used to be like, you know, there's this thing called Strava because you like, you don't need to write it down because I still do. And it's only recent I've started. Actually, I look forward to, it's like I've achieved the goal for that day. So although I have this big goal of the sub 220, that's there's lots of little goals that go to that and some of them is just my morning run would be one of like those smaller goals and there's something nice about writing stuff down i think um personally and so having this diary which i keep i'm currently tapping to not that anyone can see but this helps because objectively i can see how much training i've done so i know i'm pretty fit uh and i'm pretty good with a cross trainer and doing all of the stuff i need to do to, to rehab my body and trying to get my body in a good position so for me mentally to get over the injury is trying to look at the objective stuff that I've done as well as trying to have this big belief that I'm going to be able to achieve my goal. Cause I think before you achieve anything, you need to believe you're going to be able to achieve it. And I do believe I can run sub 220. So. Good answer. I'm sure that'll give Ollie something to go off. Um, the other question was what's your marathon nutrition going to look like? So what you did yeah was do you know yet you could have asked me this quick i could have wrote something down to prepare so in the yeah this is probably something i need to work more on because i, I i'm not going to get like like fast runners like yourself and, and other guys you get your bottles on the table um i'm not going to have that um so it's gonna it's literally going to be gels so when i did london last year oh it was the first time i tried morton uh products and i read there that they've got a thing online like a script as to when you should be fueling and to be fair it was quite overwhelming i mean there was a lot of times you would need to fuel but practically i wouldn't have been able to do that because i didn't have all the drinks and i can only carry so many gels like i didn't have a wheelbarrow so i took a gel 30 minutes ish before the actual marathon um so i did that i then had a gel and it was something like six ish miles 14 ish miles it was where the water station stations were because the thing i find with more morton i'm not too sure about yourself but you put that stuff in your mouth and it's quite thick and it can be quite difficult to to swallow so it's easier you just throw it in your mouth sip of water and just swallow the lot, lot water and it just that's much easier 
so that's that like changed things for me so it's like i knew i need to be at the water station so six miles 14 and i think i had my last one around 20 ish somewhere there and then that was that was it really so three, so, three during the race then one pre-race pre-race yeah and then and are they all the just the black morton standard gels so i took no i had the caffeine one the white one 30 minutes before okay then followed by two of the normal black uh sachets and then the last one was uh, the caffeine one again yeah i mean i've heard a few people actually well i say a few on the inside running podcast patron series they're doing at the moment those boys were all doing valencia and shooting yeah. for similar times maybe one of one of them a little bit quicker than you are and none of those guys got drinks either so potential there may be some some pop-up tables being produced <laughs> on the day but yeah it's going to be tough isn't it because as you say all the literature sort of suggests you take fluid every 5k minutes and yeah and then taking gels every you know sort of five miles ish in between with those drinks so i think you've got to find what works for you and if if that works for you then then great um but yeah, yeah i mean i've done done marathons like when i broke 230 for the first time which i tried to do numerous times i think i only had like one gel maybe i think i took three and i had one yes every time before that i'd had four so I'm still, I like, I still don't know, I guess is, is the real answer. Um, but I'll be taking it, yeah. I think somewhere. your comment as well is you've got to try them in training because you describe them as quite hard to take. I personally find them very easy, but I know a lot of people like Josh, for example, can't take them at all. I know somebody else who can't take them and they just take the drinks or, yeah. or, or drinks in water or whatever but but yeah you've got to try them before and and see i think you've also got to try them running at pace in training because yeah that i think that's important as well you need to be exerting yourself because your breathing changes and then that then changes how your ability to take these gels i think the other thing is don't overly stress about it either yeah you know you're not going to be on the ideal Morton protocol, but taking four or five gels should be still fairly sufficient. You know, it's it's more than certainly they used to take back in the day and they used to, yeah, still manage, I suppose. But there you go. Exactly. Um, one last question. I don't know if it means anything to you. It came in from Shane Robinson, the other co-host. Said, what has Carl been counting this week? <laughs> do i miss an inside joke on our whatsapp group uh i'm not sure what he means by that i mean i, I continuously count how many times he gives me a, a like on the things i post on the group because he's such an inspiration to me um especially with that great performance in lincoln there you go uh, so yeah probably just his kudos okay she, yeah counting shane's kudos cool right carl I won't keep you any longer tonight. Hopefully, weather improves in the West Midlands for the rest of the week. Um, anything meaty coming up this weekend? 
Yes, we have another marathon session. Cool. Uh, we'll save that for next week, I guess. Yeah. Just in case, just in case I don't get to do it. You never know. Perfect. Well, hopefully things continue to improve. Get another solid so. week in the bank, and yeah, we'll chat again next week when we'll be yeah under four weeks away from race day. Yes, that's scary. Yeah. Cool. All right, mate. Speak next Thanks, week. Thanks, Aaron. See yeah. Next week, mate. Young boy run. That young boy should have run. Should have run as fast as he can. He's looking at himself. He's no longer a young boy. He's looking back at a grown man. Yeah. Young boy run, run. They're trying to keep you in the sun.